Billy Ray Cyrus playing at GTFM and achy, a breaky heart that's going back a couple of years. It's time now then at uh, 12.20 to talk to the author and broadcaster Matt Brown. Now Matt has presented on some of the UK's most popular TV shows like Nickelodeon, The Big Breakfast, The Pepsi Charge Show, Celebrity Love Island and I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here. Uh, the list goes on and on. He's also uh, done some wonderful documentaries for BBC Radios 1, 2 and 5 Live, plus the BBC World Service. Over the last six years, Matt has published seven books for children and uh, they've sold all over the world. And he is also presenting a workshop at the Pontypridd Children's Book Festival, which is happening in May. First of all, I say good afternoon to Matt. Good afternoon, Matt. Afternoon. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Was that a, a big enough build up? My God, I can't believe it. That's amazing. You see, I almost didn't recognise myself. (laughs) You've come with a fabulous CV. Um, (laughs) Well, welcome to GTFM. That's the first thing. Uh, So tell us a little bit about your broadcasting career, because as I just mentioned there, you've uh, presented on some big shows, some big gigs. Yeah, I know. It's it's funny when when it's happening to you, you sort of take it all in your stride. But um, but then you look back and you sort of think, yeah, I did do quite a lot of big stuff i also would preface the this chat we're saying i also hosted some of the worst shows on television as well uh so, so i've had my fair share <laughs> basically if there was a if there was a ropey reality show at the beginning of the the 21st century then i would probably have been involved in some way um there was a, a one i remember very fondly which was a, a show called the club which was on itv where um celebrities the likes of dean gaffney um, Richard Blackwood and Sam Fox ran a ran bars, uh, and and it was sort of like who would do the best. And there's a there's a clip. If anybody's interested, there's a clip on online on YouTube of me looking terrified with a uh, Sam Fox who was shouting at somebody. And it's, oh dear, uh, I can imagine that. <laughs> it's quite extraordinary. It sort of scarred me for life. It often appears on. There used to be a show on ITV called TV's Naughtiest Blunders. And I used to have quite a few clips on that. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> so for the past six years then, Matt, you've published yeah. seven books that have uh, sold yes. all over the world. That's a great feat in itself. Uh, what attracted you to writing? Well, I've always written, to be honest. I've always I've always done it. Um, and and for, for ages, I just thought of it as a hobby. I, I wrote short stories for my sort of own pleasure. Then I started to, to write bigger stories and, and tried to send them out to publishers. Uh, I remember sending one out about 15 years ago. And the feedback I received back was that this was the worst thing they'd ever read. Um, and unfortunately, I'm the sort of person who takes that criticism as a bit of a challenge. So I just kept going, kept plowing on. It was something that I really loved doing. And eventually I wrote a story that, that somebody wanted to publish. Because J.K. Rowling, I guess, is the big, well, the biggest example. I don't know how many publishers turned her down, much to their regret yeah. now, of course. But but she's the one who's, who is, that is the great example to use every time you talk about rejections. I agree. And you look at all more, I mean, I think of the Beatles as well. Beatles were turned down by like loads of record publishers, weren't they? And I just think that part of that, part of the um, the process of being creative is that you have to put up with criticism. You have to put up with people telling you that it's not quite right. Most people are very nice in their criticism and very helpful if, if you can listen to it. But honestly, the biggest advice to, to give to anybody who wants to do anything creative, I think, is just to keep going. Have faith in yourself that it might not be the right time for it now, but just keep on going. What do you prefer, Matt? Do you prefer broadcasting or writing? And they're the two different mindsets, obviously. 
Yeah, I do. I, I, I honestly love both of them. I, I do a, um, a radio show on uh, a Virgin station at the moment, and it, it, it's lovely because it, it, I can do it quite quickly. I can do it from home, which is amazing. Um, but writing takes up an awful lot of thought space, which again, I just really love. I, I love sort of like creating a world and sort of immersing myself in it. Uh, it's it's a huge amount. It's hugely enjoyable. Um, it's quite hard, but it's, it is really enjoyable. I just love it. And what's that process then for you? Do you dedicate so many hours a day? Just to well, think, right, I'll do two hours or three hours. How does it actually work for you? Well, I'm a dad. And so often... Um, like in the words of John Lennon, you know, life is what happens when you make other plans, isn't it? And it's a bit like that. You try, you've got you set a plan up for the beginning of the day, but by about nine o'clock, it's out the window with, uh, you know, doing doing <laughs> yeah. things the the things that need to get done. It's a bit but like I'm a radio lucky. show, it change, yeah, just changes. It's, 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 isn't it? But I I I really like um, I I don't mind that, and I I find that I can write if I'm given twenty minutes to write, I can write for twenty minutes. If I've got four hours to write, I can write for four hours. I think you've just got to take take your opportunity to to get something down on paper. Now, your books include The Most Powerful Boy in the Universe, Aliens Invaded by Talent Show. <laughs> now, from last year, 2020, I've just read Mutant Zombies uh, Curse My School Trip. Uh, you certainly ticked the box for imagination, Matt, don't you? <laughs> I've always loved those books in particular. I've always loved sci-fi. I've always loved uh, things that tr- things that go rogue and try and kill everyone and i remember right when i first wrote the first of the the book in that series is called aliens invaded by talent show and when i first wrote that and i like to write funny books i thought what would be hilarious would be if something tried to kill a load of kids and uh (laughs) and it proved to be (laughs) yeah because that last book i mentioned uh mutant zombies cursed by school trip it actually won the fcbg children's book awards and it's the yeah. only national book award that is voted by entirely by children. So that's a yeah. major plus. I know it was. I was thrilled. I was thrilled with it partly because, and this is not a moan, but um, funny books very rarely win prizes. Um, and I think that that's true in in other things like funny films never win the Oscars. You know, it's like whenever you say to somebody, oh, "What's your favourite book or film?" They'll often mention a funny. Like people love funny books and films, but they don't tend to win prizes. So I was really thrilled when that one win won. But maybe it's because the kids voted for it, and there was no stupid adults clogging up the system. Yeah, and and have you got a favourite author yourself? Anybody really inspired you? So many uh, authors inspire me. Um, the one that I read most at the moment, not most at the moment, but I've been reading his stuff a lot lately, is a guy called George Sanders who isn't a kids writer, he's an adult writer, um, but he writes very funny short stories. He also wrote the book Lincoln in the Bardo, which won the Booker Prize a couple of years ago, which is amazing. He's just such an extraordinary uh, person with such an ima- a brilliant imagination. But I have to say that um, the project that I'm coming to talk to talk about at the uh, Ponty Children's Book Festival, um, which is a retelling of the Mabinogion for kids, has allowed me to sort of indulge myself with some of my favourite children's authors. Um, so I've been very lucky recently to be able to, because um, I'm writing and, and editing on the book, to be able to to work with, I'd say, like the best the best sort of Welsh children's writers at the moment. I mean, it's really 
amazing so so yeah so they're all, basically everybody on that project are my favorite favorite writers they're Be, so good because the week it's the weekend of may the 15th and the 16th and people involved right. include uh, david badiel uh kate pankhurst who's a descendant of the suffragette uh emmeline pankhurst and of course as you said you you've mentioned the map and uh this is a joint collaboration with another author isn't it it is yeah it is um uh, I'm, I'm co-editing with uh, Eloise Williams, who is the current Children's Laureate for Wales. Um, and Eloise and I are editing um, nine other authors. So there are 11 authors in total on this, as included, who are all retelling one of the stories of the Mabinogion for kids. Um, and it was an idea that came to me um, a, maybe a couple of years ago when um, you may be able to tell from my accent that i am not a welsh person but never uh, guessed but i did i grew up i grew up in uh the vale of glamorgan oh, very where, nice. where, where i lived when i was we moved there like when i was three and i i was there all the way through my school life until i went to university around and cowbridge so around the cowbridge area i went to cowbridge school is oh, where right, I went okay. to. that's where i went yeah um and I lived in Bridgend and I lived in uh, a village near there and lived in uh, Cowbridge itself. Yeah, so, so I moved around a little bit when I was a kid. Excellent. Um, and I remember in school uh, learning about the Mabinogion. Like, you know, a teacher would read us from the stories from the Mabinogion. And so I thought to myself, when my, my son is now 12, one of my sons is 12, and he loves sort of stories and fantasy and stuff. I thought, oh, I'll, I'll get a copy to read with him. I'll get, there must be a, a, a version in English for kids. And I was really surprised to find that there wasn't a version in English for kids. There are, there are some stories that have been retold in English, but not a complete work. Um, and it was during lockdown, the first lockdown, that I thought it kind of like I, I just thought I'm not doing anything at the moment. Why don't I try and crowdfund this? Why don't I try and get some other authors involved? And Eloise was one of the first people I got in touch with because she's got so many amazing contacts. She's such a brilliant writer, being the children's laureate. And so she was just so on board. And we, you know, we got on with each other. We made each other laugh and we raised the money in about seven months. Um, to, to make this book, sort of have created a sort of community of people around this book and are currently, um, we're getting all the stories together, editing them and on all the illustrations for it as well. But I was staggered that there wasn't an English language version of the complete works. And it was, it strikes me that the, the Mabinogion, whilst being the like Britain's oldest prose stories, such an important like work for 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 Wales, for Britain, for for Celtic Britain, um, is sort of criminally unlooked after, um, and I think outside of Welsh-speaking Wales, very few people seem to have heard of these extraordinary stories. So it's been something of a, a mission. I've been like on a mission to do this. <laughs> well done. And the forward is penned by the actor Michael Sheen. Yeah, it's going to be. He hasn't done it yet. Um, oh, right. Okay. <laughs> He'll do it. He'll be all right. He has promised. He but... has promised. Yeah, he was He was equally... He couldn't believe that there wasn't a version in English of, of all the stories. Um, and he is... He loves the stories. And he is obviously, like, the most passionate person for Welsh culture. Um, such a, a great ambassador to have on board. We're thrilled that he's that he's going to do it. Um and uh, uh, yeah, so hopefully it will be a book that will be around for a, a long time. 
Good. Uh, what are you actually doing then as part of the festival? What what day are you there? Is it the 15th or the 16th? Because you're doing the workshop online, obviously. Doing the workshop online. It is on the, it's on Sunday the 16th. Um, it's 11 till 11.30. And it is a, it's going to be, it's not so much a workshop. It's going to be a conversation between uh, one of the authors uh, of On The Map, um, who is the poet Hannah Nissa, and I are going to be chatting about it. And we're going to be chatting about things we like about it and what we want to do with it. And um, we'll also be uh, giving a sneak peek of some of the stories, which will be the first time that they've ever been heard in public. Um, so that's going to be really exciting. Um, and Hannon is, a, is, a, is an author who I, I hadn't heard before I started this project, but Eloise um, knew of Hannon, who she, she writes poems. She lives in Cardiff and it's, she is, I've I've never been as affected, I think, by somebody's work as I have with Hannon's. I just love it. I'm so one of the great joys of this project has been finding out about her poetry. Um, and so she's she is writing um, the uh, Culloch and Olwyn story for us, and she's done such a brilliant job. Uh, and I'm just really excited to be able to to do this event. The last time I did the Ponty Children's Festival, which was a couple of years ago. I had an audience of three in the library. Oh, right. uh, it, it wasn't it wasn't well attended. But this because this is online. This is I think that the tickets are going fast. I think there are still some left. So if anybody wants to get hold of them, then um, I think they go to the the Ponty Children's Festival site and they can they can sort of like buy tickets. I don't I don't know if they cost anything or not. They might even be free. I'm not too sure about that. But you just do need to sort of book your place. I think. Um, but do come along because it'll be fun. It'll be really good. It sounds like fun. It's uh, May the 16th. That's the Sunday. That's the second day of the festival. And it's 11 till 11.30. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so, but do book your place sooner rather than later. Excellent. Uh, author, broadcaster, Matt Brown, thank you very much indeed for joining us on uh, GTFM today. It's been a pleasure. It's been, honestly, it's been such a pleasure. Thanks so much for having me. It's brilliant. Excellent. Okay, thanks very much, and good luck. Not that you need it, you're doing okay. (laughs) Cheers, man. Take care. Be more.